0: Welcome to the Vortex Nation podcast, brought to you by lovers of hunting, shooting, public lands, the Second Amendment, and good food. That one uh, Tyson guy once said that everybody who makes plans gets punched in the face. And uh, we kind of had a plan and uh, felt like we got punched in the face. Is that how that goes, actually? No, I think everybody has
1: a plan until you get punched in the face. And it was
0: Mike, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We had a plan. We did. And then, to your point, we got punched in the face. Yeah. So, uh, hey everybody. We're back now, actually not out in the field. We are back at Vortex, but... We did go out and actually do something. We actually hunted. In fact, we even got some stuff while we were out there. And uh, for that stuff, you should definitely go back and check out the video footage on our YouTube channel that we're going to post somewhat of a a vlog fashion of the adventure overall. We are joined here by Nate as well for his first ever podcast. Not only because Nate was responsible for putting together and and will be editing the footage that we got out there, but because he just wound up getting thrown into the mix and becoming an integral part to our survival, essentially, out there. Um, if you have four paddles, you need four guys to run them. Oh yeah, you know? oh yeah. So anyway, Nate, thank you for joining us. Thanks um, for having me. Any, uh, any primary words you'd like to address the Vortex Nation with before we?
2: Oh, this episode is gonna rock. This is gonna be so much. I'm so excited <laughs> to edit this footage. There are so many little gold nuggets in there that it's gonna be so much
0: fun to. To chop together, so for sure, yeah, for a lot, sure, a lot of entertainment value. Lots yes. of time, dedication, and sacrifice is going to be put in, and, and was put in by Nate. So you should go and check out that video uh, once it's all done here. But let's let's go ahead and discuss. Originally, like we said, the plan was to do a podcast, you know, from a remote campsite off this river. It'd be pretty sweet. Anyway, I feel like we can't even uh, talk a whole lot about what happened before addressing just why we are indeed now back at HQ. A little early, a little two early, days early. Two fact. days early. Yeah. So let's just get that. Let's get the elephant out of the room. Our boat began to take on a sizable amount of water. A lot of water. Quite quite a bit of water, and uh, we made it through a about. Twenty-four hours, yep. I would say, worth. Yep. Um. We we put the boat in sometime. What around like three or four? Or yep. no, probably about four. The uh, first day. So I guess if you called that day one, we made it down the river about a mile and a half, and we had <laughs> we found a uh, we found Which... a remote campsite. This is just this is the very high level yeah. synopsis okay. for folks. But then we'll dive in. We found a remote campsite, uh, pitched camp there. Woke up the next morning, did a little hunting, which we'll get into, and then we hopped back in the boat with, actually, a plan uh, for that day, but then as we made it down, we sort of began to notice the issue of of water getting into the boat. Anyway, so a lot of really... Our
3: plan started to be deflated. Exactly. A lot of really
0: fun, really interesting, cool things happened along the way. Uh, but we ended up deciding at one point once we got to a boat landing where essentially the next point where we may be able to get vehicle access to us was about 10 miles down the river. We determined that we should not go on any longer uh, for actually just fear of it could have gotten pretty dangerous for us. But anyway, like I said, we'll get there, but that's why we're here. But I would still say, overall, this was one of the most... We set out to find adventure in our backyard. This was one of the most entertaining, adventurous things I have done in a very long time. And uh, I know I had a blast. And we ended up making it back uh, on the weekend with still, like, a whole Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we packed, we packed a lot in. We went, we went full send there for just about that 24 hours. It
1: was. The interesting, one interesting part to me was the fact that, you know, on Saturday evening, mm-hmm. it actually felt like we'd been gone for a long time. Like you said, it was really only between the two days a total of about twenty four hours. Yeah,
0: I know when we actually pulled out, we pulled the boat out, and we met our friends, our our northern friends, with which we might talk about. Yeah, I felt like we had come back from like some just gigantic excursion, some Lewis and Clark esque yep. like kind of deal. But no, we were just about twenty four hours. Yep. Well, let's get into the uh, the nitty gritty of the idea of this river hunt. Obviously. Many different rivers are very different in their width, their skinniness. Mark is still using that term. Why don't you just say depth? Depth it wasn't very fine. deep. Uh, some rivers are deep. Some rivers are not. Some rivers have you know whitewater rapids. Some have waterfalls. Some have. I mean, all kinds of crazy different things can happen. Sand bottom rock yeah. bottom, boulder bottom. We had uh, we had a very rocky river mm-hmm. from the get go when we we loaded up our boat. We realized that what we anticipated to be a shallow river with a lot of rocks. What did you guys think? Verse what, what was when you saw reality versus expectation? We did onyx scouting. Yep. You could see in the in the maps. You could see some spots on the river where you saw kind of just like uh, it looked, you know, a little like white. braille. Yeah, little white areas, and then there yep. was darker, just blue areas of the river. Those were where you knew it was deeper. But then those other areas, you could tell that there were some rocks. What did you guys think it? It was like versus your scouting, scouting versus reality. So I'm—I mean, I'm not going to say that I had
1: a crystal ball, but Eric and I were chatting a little bit about this earlier. It's like <laughs> he asked that exact same question. What were your thoughts when you saw the river? And I said to Eric, I said, Eric, it met all my expectations. Did it really? Absolutely. I, I would be—I would be—I would be completely 100% honest if I didn't
0: think that was the case. Mm-hmm. I guess when I looked at it. On the mapping stuff, I anticipated there, like the rocks that we did see, some of them were pointing up out of the water. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were sort of menacing, just inches below, if you could even say that, maybe mm-hmm. even just an inch below the surface. Yep. And that was what I was expecting. I just wasn't expecting the uh, sheer volume of rocks.
3: Yeah, let, just let me, the
0: number. It was incredible. They were me, everywhere. Let me backtrack a little bit too, because
1: there were some things via aerial scouting that, that I didn't see. Like I, I fully like those, um, the shallow riffles that we encountered. Yes. Like I could see those and I'm like, Oh yeah, those are going to be trouble spots. One thing that I wasn't aware of or, or, or didn't foresee, there was definitely stretches of the river that, Really had big rocks just barely below the surface. Yes. But you couldn't tell.
0: Mm-hmm. That looked like deeper water from the aerials. It did. It did. And when we came up to those spots, I mean, actually, this is another thing that we discussed. Our, dis- our choice in boat, I know a lot of, we kind of poke fun at a lot. We asked ourselves, in fact, I should have just asked at the beginning of this because I asked it in every single podcast. Did we pick the right boat? I don't think we were that far off. Mark's face says otherwise. Thoughts?
1: Well, okay, I feel the premise of an inflatable boat was correct. Maybe that's what you're getting at.
0: Yes. So that that's what I'm saying. We weren't that far out. because I know a lot of people before were kind of like, oh no, I wouldn't do it in anything but a canoe or, or a I wouldn't, kayak or a
3: kayak that thing. Kayaks, both of those, kayaks and canoes would have been no goes. We would have thrashed been in a canoe. S- sketchy. Yeah. Sketchy. If yeah. you, we would end up. I, I would
0: have been very glad I was wearing that helmet. Yes, I, I think. I mean, a lot of people take on
1: this river in canoes and kayaks, no doubt, and you're going to have some fun if mm-hmm. you do. And I'm not, t- not, we're not talking class five type stuff, right? But no. there's a lot of there's a lot of exposed boulders. There's I think there's a lot of boulders that you would encounter or that your the bottom of even your canoe would hit. You know, yep. part, uh, oh yeah, for sure. And I, I think there's some spots where you you get turned sideways, and you know, you could if you're an experienced canoer yeah I think you'd have a blast I,
0: and I think also if you were a canoeer who was going out with very minimal gear right right or a kayaker yeah exactly. going the mm-hmm. gear the other thing that we you'll see in the video and some of our photos and stuff and that I, I and the reason I say that is because I actually have a hard time explaining it is just the sheer amount of gear that we had because we had a ton a lot of gear so it was good in that regard that we had the boat that we did because that boat that boat wasn't going to flip. There was no chance, and we had many, many times, we'd hit a rock, and we were all trying to paddle and steer in different ways, but it was inevitable at certain times. It was just, you're going to hit a rock. Sometimes we'd end up in pockets of rocks. That's where Mark found the time to go smallmouth bass fishing, even though we unfortunately didn't find any. Um, But you'd just get hung up in a pocket of rocks. You'd have to backtrack. Everybody had to get out and into the boat. I can't count how many times. I think the first day especially where we put in and it was really shallow, we were out of the boat pushing it along more than we were in the boat. Yeah the boat just became a gear transporter and right. we just pushed it along the river yes. which is you know it was a that was a reasonable form of transportation of gear back in the uh, ancient mesopotamian days you know they used a lot of people say that yeah i don't know that for a fact but i just assume anything anything older than 1900 to me is mesopotamia okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the region between, like, the Tigris and, and Euphrates. the Euphrates. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. I remember something. Nice work. Um, where were we? So, but yeah, that's. <laughs> we weren't between the Tigris and the Euphrates, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> yep. Yep. We did all, we did have to be wearing waders. Yep. Had we have not had waders, it would have been done. We yeah. wouldn't have even made it 10 feet. We literally put the boat in the water and we were like, and we're off. Boom. Okay. All right. Everybody out. We're hung up on a rock. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, uh, Yeah, that was certainly, back to kind of the boat choice, our boat was a good gear hauler, and it didn't flip on us. Yes. Because many times you'd hit a boat, you'd start getting sideways, you'd hit another rock, but thank goodness we didn't ever flip.
3: Right. And I think the reason we never flipped was because we had such a wide boat. Yeah. Like, if we would have had something narrower, we for sure would have flipped because there were so many times where we did get stopped and it went sideways, but the boat was just so wide that it couldn't be flipped. Yeah, Right. So And ultimately, it seemed like our boat, just the design was not intended for
0: rapids or rocks and things. There are whitewater rapid rafts that don't draft any water. Mm -hmm. They don't have an aluminum floor like ours did. Actually, if you look at the bottom of our boat, we can try and get pictures of it or something. All of the rips are along where the aluminum floor met Mm -hmm. the edge of the nylon or whatever material. Mm -hmm. That's where all the rips are. Because it just didn't have any flex, there. zero flex, it, no, yeah, no give when it would hit those rocks, and then it just ended up hitting them and tearing. So, gosh, there's so many things to talk about. I feel like I'm all over the place. What What do you want to? What do you guys want to discuss first? Because I know we learned a ton. Should we One take the, it just chronologically? I think so. Chronologically, perhaps the first big thing we learned was just gear, right? Yeah, I and mean, then we took yeah. a ton of gear. And I think part of that comes down to just clinical overpacking.
3: And trying to bite off too many things. And if there was one theme to this story, I
0: think it's that we tried to bite off far more than we could chew. Yep. Because when you boil down the gear that we had, did we take too much for what we wanted to do? Yes. But we also were trying to Hunt white-tailed deer with bows. We were trying to shoot waterfowl with shotguns. We were trying to fish for smallmouth bass with fishing poles that we needed tackle for. We were in a boat that had a 25-horse Yamaha on it, so we had to have gas and oil and a Duck spare decoys. gas can. Duck decoys. Crawfish trap. Yeah, crawfish trap. We were trying I'm to... still bringing that next time. <laughs> we were trying to go on an all-out slaying extravaganza. Yes. And... <laughs> What did you guys think about that? What, did, what was We all kind of came to a consensus at the end. What, what was it?
1: Well, the the lesson learned, pick one to two things. Pick less things. It's going to yeah. be less gear, and it's going to allow you to focus versus exactly. being a little bit all over the map.
0: Yeah. I feel like somebody even told us that. Kevin did. He yep. did? Yep.
3: Oh. Yep. Yep. We didn't heed this Did warning. No, no, we didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. We ignored it. <laughs> some, things, some things you got to learn yourself. Yeah. You got to learn the hard yeah. way. We were you know? seeing red. Yep, yeah. There's we,
1: just like, it's one of those things, well, Jim, you know I have severe FOMO, right? Right. And like, what, oh, if, what yes. if we had gotten there and, and maybe we decided just to hunt deer, right? And we're like, you know what? Forget the shotguns. We're just going to hunt deer. We're going to focus on deer. And then you're just being swarmed with waterfowl. and, yeah. and But you're not seeing deer one. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Or, you know, it's just like super rocky, and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's crawfish everywhere. We'd be just eating like kings if we'd, we'd load a crawdad trap, like, up stuffed
0: overnight, you know? Yeah. So, like I said, I think, you, I think we, we learned a lot. Yeah. We did. The only deer we came close to getting was the one that somehow we magically didn't just pile drive with a Ford F-150 on the way back. I'm still not sure how we didn't hit that deer.
1: In my head, as that was happening, I was like, "Well, at least we're going to get some backstraps out of the deal." (laughs) And then, but then I didn't hear—I didn't hear contact. It was bizarre, and then it like continued to run away. Truly
0: incredible. I guarantee its hair actually touched the car. Yes. Note to everybody: usually, when you see one deer sprint across the road, be ready for a second. Yeah. I was too (laughs) distracted by the sheer size of the first deer that ran across the road, and I forgot that there would be a second. There was. Sure enough. there was. Anyway, but yeah, it was really it would have been really tough to hunt deer there, I think though.
1: Mhm. Yeah. That yeah, that was another thing that was deceiving. I feel from the aerials like it looked so simple, I guess for lack of a better yeah. word. And and maybe we really didn't get to see I was going to say
3: we never we never even made it to any of the pins that I had like dropped right, on my phone for deer, for deer hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to give like people perspective, we had antlerless tags in a county that was just south. Like, we launched right on a county line, and our antlerless tags were for a different county. So, like, all of our... The scouting, I think, that everyone did was, like, further south. Yeah. You know? Right. And then, we, without being able to see it, it's hard to evaluate, but from the stuff that we did see, like, it would have been tough to hunt. There it was, was thick. It was, it was thick. really thick. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, like, jungle thick. When I got a ride back to
0: town from that one dude to get our truck and trailer... And I did make it. Everything's fine. I'm all right. Yeah. I asked him. Cause Not he said emotionally. He, he he said that they he had like 100 or some odd acres up there with his brother. And he said that when they hunted it, they basically just hunt really small areas. And you just yeah. try and find a deer trail. Yep. And then just set up on it and hope for the best. Because yeah. it is, yeah, like you said, it's the kind of thickness, it reminds me of, video game woods thickness where they just make the edge of a map when you're in a video game just the woods and you walk up to it and you just like can't Can't go like can't go into it, you know? Because you'd walk up to those woods and it was I have no idea how I'd just get in there. Yeah. There's just so thick. The one thing like I said, we never we never got to the areas
1: where we intended to go that actually did look pretty darn good. Yeah. So we didn't really get to explore too far off the shoreline. And I do wonder I guess because of, you know, I guess the nature of the river, you know, we could see some areas that, you know, look like they experienced uh, temporary flooding at times just right. to like the nature of the dead trees and things like that. And I, I do wonder, though, like if once you kind of like got through that initial barrier and got into like the normal, normal or, or I guess whatever is like beyond kind of like that river plain, if you yeah, will. yeah if it would start to be, like, less dense mm-hmm. foliage. Yeah. I
0: don't know. Could be. It's possible. But even as you're driving around on the roads up there... She's pretty thick. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, if
1: you picture... I picture, like, you know, the Canadian bush, you know, yeah. it's yeah. kind of like... I mean,
0: you're not too far from it, right? Right. So. Yeah. The one thing, though, too, you got to think about as well is... I think the hunting public guys were getting at this, is that if you're going in the river, not many people are doing that. And we heard... On the second day, you could call it, we heard a lot of four-wheelers ripping around Mm -hmm. out there in the woods and kind of surmising that that's probably what a lot of people up there are doing. They're hitting the four-wheeler trails, and they're just buzzing around there. Yep. And so if I were wildlife, I'd get pushed to the river. Yeah. Yeah. a lot of human beings, I shouldn't say a lot because we didn't see very many human beings, but the ones that did see us triple took at the, what we were doing. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like, what are they mm-hmm. doing there? I have never seen that. Kind of got the old uh, Martian look. But yeah, I'd, I'd venture to guess that's probably where a lot of it gets pushed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting thing to think about, too. You know, if, if we do something like this again. I, it's like human nature it's like when when you're uh, when you're on the bank you're casting as far out as you can get it right when you're in the right. boat you're casting to the bank like i do wonder maybe you don't actually have to get that
3: uh, yeah. too far off it's definitely a possibility i don't know mm-hmm. the waterfowl hunting turned into be a a pleasant surprise yes yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we were all pretty like you know we at least had duck for breakfast mm-hmm. on the first day and the amount of birds in the area was pretty good We we, we saw no shortage of them, and we had a giant raft right in front of where we were hunting. Yeah, right. We'd had a number (laughs) of ducks coming right at us if it weren't for that dang bald eagle. Yeah. Flew
0: them right off. But we did get one, like you said, that morning. Yep. Like you said, Mark, speaking chronologically, I guess the first day pretty much was just navigating a rock show. Yeah, just in the in the in the water, we didn't mm-hmm. actually get to much hunting of any kind until until
3: day two.
1: I, yeah, because I think our hope was to get how many miles downstream.
3: We were trying to get at least six or seven miles down, and we made it a mile and a half, and it took us an hour and a half to to make it that mile mile yes. and a half. So yes,
0: yeah. and we quickly realized too. Nate was filming at first, you know, while as we were yep. struggling through this, which is going to make for great footage. Thanks, Nate. Uh, but then all of a sudden the camera wasn't out very often after the first mile or so, or maybe even three quarters of a mile. And suddenly Nate was in the river with us yeah. and his waiters. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nate, how'd that go?
2: You know, it was just one of those things too, where I was kind of for the best. Cause after a certain amount of time, it's like, well, I've got 45 minutes of us just slowly rotating in a circle <laughs> down the river, like rock, right. rock. Right. And only so much of that footage anybody's going to want to see. And so after yeah. that, it's like, hey, let's get to the, the campsite so we can get some new footage. But
0: that's true. Yeah.
1: If you, if you were just able to, if you were able to drift it, I think that river moves at about three miles an hour. So yeah. It, yeah. when you think of it in that regard, you're like, oh, yeah, two hours, you're going six miles. You know, oh, right. if, if you got two yeah. and a half
0: hours, like you're getting to where you need to go. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which we had. Yeah. We, had,
0: we had the means to check the river height, too, ahead of time. And if I recall, now, I know I've heard that the river level at, at that river changes. Mm-hmm. It can change rather yep. quickly. And one week prior to us leaving, or maybe even a little bit less, it set all the river levels set high.
3: Yeah, even the day, that, the day that must prior. Be all,
0: that must be all relative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
3: Because the day prior, I checked, and it was still high. You know they had they had uh, the county southwest of us actually had a state of emergency from like massive storm damage because oh, really? it rained that hard and they had like crazy high high winds. If and only all the county northeast north, of us exactly happen, yeah it would all flow down,
1: which I think that's important to think about. Just looking at the river, like looking at the river level while we were on it, like not even considering like. What happened before, what happened after? I think actually for us and what we were doing, even though it didn't work out great, like that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, and that it was I like, think
0: we hit it at a good time because we've happened to have a lot of rainfall. Right. Had we have gone up a couple of weeks prior where we didn't have all that rain, I think we'd have been you might not have made it two feet. I think we'd have been hiking down the river. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Because <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: the river was essentially, I mean, it was full,
1: but it wasn't over its banks. Right. It was like essentially kind of just below its natural banks
0: i I would say
1: yeah yeah but you could see like we're talking about earlier i mean you could see how high it can get oh definitely yeah
0: yep so when the actual hunting happened on day two like we said we got a duck that morning uh we just kind of went out from our campsite along the river and uh saw woody that happened to come by right nearby and
1: yeah, he came, he came in. It was,
0: it was actually, it was beautiful. It was like
1: this, the river we should bring up, maybe, I don't mean, know, people care don't care. It was beautiful that morning. Just this dense, low-hanging fog on the river, which I actually felt like would maybe play into our advantage a little bit as far as keeping birds, you know, low to the deck. Yeah. And kind of concentrated. Not
0: it. seeing our large, gray whale of a boat.
1: Yes, not seeing, yep, exactly. Yeah. And so we'd been sitting out there for quite a while, uh, uh, missed a couple flights of birds that came by, and Jim, yeah, you and Eric had left to find a snack. And we which went I was, to go get pop tarts. I was yep. actually, I was, I was jealous of the fact that you guys were getting pop tarts, pop tarts, torts. Uh, that's how they, that's how they say them in Europe, pop torts. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wasn't going to leave my post, and Nate was with me, and I, I look up and like out of the fog, like. It was almost surreal. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a duck right there. Now he's (laughs) on the water, and he's swimming towards us, Yeah, getting closer, closer, closer. And he was just going to get to a point, at this point I knew he was in range, he was just getting to a point where he was kind of going to be obscured by some overhanging brush. I pulled my gun up. I would say he began to take flight. His feet maybe were still touching the water, but... We were hungry, and times were tough, and we were able to knock them down.
0: Oh, yeah, we woke up that morning, all frozen, yes, and hungry and cranky, because everybody forgot pillows,: and spoons and spoons. Shoot, we didn't even get into all that. I was going to say, yeah. We will get into it. We'll backtrack. We'll backtrack. We'll backtrack. But yes, it did happen, and then we cooked that thing up right there. Which
1: (laughs) was delicious. It was delicious. Yeah, it was
0: unbelievable. I
1: mean, as simple as you can do it, we started up uh, the Jetboil. We did use our little, uh, I guess, our our, uh, little mini foldable camp grill that you could put over an open fire as well. We placed it over the Jetboil with our cast iron skillet. Mm -hmm. Melted it a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, we melted the steel a little bit. That she gets pretty hot. Uh, we had some Montana Mex seasoning. We used the green, and the avocado oil, and the avocado oil, and literally just pan fried the uh, the legs and breasts. One and of the
0: most incredible flavors. It was I've phenomenal.
1: Ever. So simple, so succulent. Like Eric said, I, man, we need thirty more of these. And yeah, I, first I agree. wild duck thoughts.
2: It was fantastic. That whole that whole morning, I think, was probably the high point. Yeah. For me, like it's honestly that little vignette we have of like waking up, duck hunting, getting a duck, defeathering, and and chopping up the duck, and then cooking the duck like that whole scene is it was just very picturesque. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it
0: really was like a little mini A to Z right there. Yeah. It was, it was pretty sweet, and yeah, with the fog and everything, I mean, it was straight, it was something straight out of like a, a movie the way that everything looked. But duck was delicious, surprisingly tastes better than steak but in the same like flavor vein as steak. You know what I mean? As 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 a yep. beef steak. Yep. Which still baffles me. It's something I don't even remember if we talked about in waterfowl 101. But when you cook up waterfowl duck in this case, one, you're not going for full on cook like you do with chicken. No. I always thought that all birds were just like chicken you know right right but then you you shoot a duck and you start breasting it out and stuff and getting the legs and you see that it's red meat mm-hmm. and then you cook it up and it tastes better than steak but similar super weird and yeah. and you're not and you're cooking it to a rare medium
1: rare right Yeah, yeah i think we probably had it at a, at a at a medium rare and different ducks are going to taste different you know i mean a, a merganser is going to taste different than a wood duck right, right. okay so is that is that I'd say a wood duck is probably pretty high on the scale of ducks that taste really, really good.
0: Okay. All Um, right.
1: I mean, I'd probably put somewhat, and and there's people with a lot more ducking experience than myself, but I'd say, like, I don't know, wood ducks, mallards, widgeon, and teal are probably, like, I guess those are my favorite ones
3: to eat. I I always feel like they're separated from, like, fish eaters to non-fish eaters. Maybe that's a better way to put it, a more simple way to put it. If they eat fish, they're not ideal, they're still good. Can obviously, still, you know, there's ways to cook them right. But I feel like the non-fish eaters are way easier to make taste good. Hmm. Yeah. So
0: Which ones don't eat fish?
3: Uh, the ones that he just mentioned. The ones he just <laughs> <doesn't>. mentioned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you. All
1: right. But, and I think I even said in the in the video, too, like, you're talking about tasting like a steak. Like, to me, the, the denseness, the texture, kind of like, the I'd say, like, the non-fat content. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's almost identical to a New York.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like, if I was going to
1: pick, like, a steak to compare it to. I would
0: say that's... Yeah, I'd say that's accurate.
1: Now, initially, we did cook it to, I'd say... To a rare. Very rare. Yeah. Which, like, if... I, I like wish we would have showed it, because, like, it, <laughs> it was, was blue. <laughs> blue. Like, it looked like... If if you've ever have, have ever seen seared ahi...
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, ahi ahi it tuna. just like that
1: ahi duck. Which, I'll say this, too. We probably could have ate it and been yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But... I just thought it might be No prudent. bathrooms.
3: Right. We're right. kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Well, we didn't have cliff bars to plug let's us yes, up. Yes, yes. Let's yep. play it
1: safe and just give Which, her a little more.
3: They worked. They a- did end work. End of
1: story. Still working. Yeah. Con-
3: confer- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I started, uh I started, when I opened my cliff bar, I started just just dipping it in the oil left over from the duck. That was an interesting move. Yeah. I didn't try that. I needed calories after jumping out of the boat and jumping in the boat 1,200 times yeah. the day before and knowing that I was about to do it like 1,200 more yep, times that yep. day. Okay. We've gotten so excited talking about the uh, hunting. We should We should mention some gear things. Yes. We overpacked and even still forgot some stuff. We were, we were jettisoning things into the van before we actually even yep. set way. We didn't have to let anything go in the river, thank goodness. But the Yeti 125 didn't make it with us. Not
3: even <laughs> it close. It was a press
0: fit into the boat already, and we had a mountain of gear in the center of the boat. And so that just was not going to make it. But there went all of our ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had no ice. Right. That's why we had to eat everything that we shot pretty much immediately. Well, that was the plan.
1: That was the plan to eat as much. Like, if we killed <laughs> things feast. to eat them, like, I mean, had we not uh, had to, you know, literally abandon ship, like those du- or the geese that did we get to the geese? I'll oh, we'll get, we'll get to it. Spoiler alert: yeah. the, the geese that Eric shot. Like those, were gonna feast that night on yeah. those guys. Yeah. And if and if we did get to the deer hunting part and we we're had successful. Game bags. We had game bags. It was yeah. cool enough. You would have been able yeah. to hang them and care for them for a couple of days. You would have been right. absolutely fine. In fact, those geese I think would have been fine for yeah. a few days as well, it's, as long uh, as we
0: you know took care of them. What was that yep. one time? Muckenhorn was in South Dakota, I think, and he had a deer that he shot first yeah. day of an eight-day trip, and he just hung it in game bags in a shady spot. It got down. It was. It sounded like identical situ- uh, right uh, climate to what we had, where it could get up to seventy degrees during the day, but if you're in the shade and then it gets down to forty at night. He said that that kept it right the whole time so anyway mm-hmm. that's what we did have, but anyway, so we didn't have we didn't have a cooler with ice in it that didn't make it. We also jettisoned some of our bagel sandwiches Brittany, not all the bagel sandwiches made it sorry this is
1: I, I do because that's this... all
0: mark's fault, and she's glad to see that we made it back alive, but also what upset I do with find that we jettisoned her sandwiches
1: yes, well, I would be too. what mm. I do find interesting is as we're loading the boat we're finishing loading the boat, and we've got pretty much we had everything in some ways except the bare essentials in some areas. Yep, as, very much so. As well as the people – I found it interesting what people were willing to give up was the food and water.
0: Food and water. <laughs> yeah,
3: we we gave up some water. Yep. Um, but, man <laughs> – there was so some- <laughs> agree to disagree. No, no. I oh, guess. mean, it was definitely like, yeah, we don't need the food. We don't need the water. I'm like, but bring, bring, uh, bring as many. Bring, w- bring the crawfish trap. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> bring an extra box of shells. Yep. Somehow
2: we didn't end up with any bug spray. Yeah, either. Oh, that oh, yeah. was that another was, thing we jettisoned. I think the biggest failure was there wasn't even a little bottle. Like there was absolutely Hail. zero bug spray.
0: We just. Dropped Eric and okay, uh, It's okay. It's in a better place. Which off I'll, the table.
1: I'll take some responsibility for that.
0: <laughs>
1: Nate. Nate's like, Mark. hey, should we bring this bug spray? I'm like, oh no, dude, they'll be it's fine. Maybe dude. the yeah. size
0: of my palm.
1: Yeah. No, oh, don't don't. <laughs> like bring... eight
3: ounces. Yeah, yeah. you could
1: fit that in your pocket.
3: Heaven and snow, the bugs were it. so bad. They were atrocious. We
1: had a frost like four weeks ago yeah. up there,
0: and we I had a frost the night we were sleeping there. Right. And <laughs> they still came out. They're in covered force. in fat.
3: They're <laughs> they're ready for winter. Them some I up north mosquitoes. Yeah. They, the they
0: don't. off one. Yeah. They need at least seven or eight yeah. frosts before they're dead. They
2: fly in smoking grape cigarettes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the they're,
3: thermosel they're worked ripping swishers. Keeping <laughs> the, warm. The thermosel worked great until we gave but it a bath. It was bath- flooded. Yeah, <laughs> 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 bathtub.
0: Um. How about some of the items of gear that we didn't bring? Uh, let's consider the fact that I think Eric was the only person who brought a pillow. Yep. Uh, I still say that's optional.
2: Yeah, I was fine. Yeah.
0: I woke up with a terrible kink in my neck, but I just played off like it wasn't there. And then Mark was the only person who brought a spork. Everybody yeah. else forgot any kind of silverware. Okay. And so we it had to fashion. Mark actually came up with this. Mark, this is the most handy thing I've ever seen you do in my entire life. Yeah. You came up. With I'm an adapter, sticks, Jim. Yep. With sticks that he duct taped around in a big curved square, uh, so we had duct tape and stick spoons,
3: which we had two of. There were three oh, yeah. people that needed spoons. Yeah, we only made two of them, and so Eric and Nate, <laughs> Nate had to share a spoon. <laughs> yeah, Nate, can you
0: explain what that was like sharing Eric's spoon? Yeah, and Yeah, I, I got Eric's sloppy seconds. <laughs> Eric's sloppy seconds. And uh, also the Been fact there. that Eric was just disgusting with the flu about, like, <laughs> Very yeah, sick. three Nate, days why prior. why didn't you
1: just say... I, as, Why didn't you as use with, mine? As with many things in life, I get distracted, so I was doing one thing, and then probably something <laughs> happened, so I quit doing that and then started doing something else. If you would just said, Hey, Mark, can you get me a stick and some of that tape? We probably <laughs> we probably could have sorted that <laughs> Go out. Go Fashion
2: View a second. You're
0: lucky man.
1: you're not dead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I drank creek water, too. Nothing can kill me. Oh, oh my
3: that
0: gosh. That's right. move. May, Yeah, yeah. we well, had, at that point, plenty of water, and you just went straight for the... Not even, like... There was some nice parts of the river where the water is rushing over rocks and it's moving nicely. You know, had a little sure. bit of a
1: tannin color, but still clear. I think that's yeah.
3: just due to the yeah. you know the rust color of the river. Yeah, you yeah. Know. just
0: natural. Uh, no, uh, instead, Nate goes where we get off into some stagnant portion of the river. And There's like grass
3: all the way up to grass the top. Grass all the way water. up to
0: the top. <laughs> and as we're walking in, everybody's sinking down up to their mid-shin in just crap as we get up to the, to the bank of the river and onto the campsite. Extremely that's, soft, muddy bottom. That's where Nate grabs his water from. And then he goes, oh, I got these tablets. They're great. Yeah, throws those in just, yep. Hey, they're made in Wisconsin, right here,
2: in state. So I'll say this: know. quality craftsmanship.
0: You must know their stuff.
1: <laughs> when I'm drinking water, Nate, I generally don't like to get my liquids and my solids at the same
0: time. And I know you're never you had were a protein both.
2: shake. Come on,
0: <laughs> I, I, winner. Yeah, I guess I, uh, what Nate was uh, drinking my, was a natural protein shake. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. made with
1: real mud. Yep, yes. yep.
0: Made with real mud, parasites,
1: <laughs>
2: protozoa, and floaties. and
0: floaties. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: What else did we forget slash bring that wasn't necessary? I think I wore.
0: Oh my gosh, I. Brought, I think
3: I wore three or four articles of maybe the twelve pieces of clothing that I brought. That Same. always happens. I didn't yeah. change at all. Yeah.
0: And I don't think I ever would have needed to. Yep. But I still brought way too many clothes. Mm. Unless
1: I somehow got super wet. I would have stuck. I would have had the same base layer to hour yeah. later. Hour outer, outer layer. T. Just up and down <laughs> throughout the day. Yeah. Depending on temperatures.
2: Yeah. Did I change my socks and underwear first day? It was fantastic. You were also rolling with like
0: regular underwear and socks too, right? Like you didn't. Were they merino? My I didn't they were merino. No, oh, they okay. were
2: regular socks and then regular kind of like all-purpose weatherproof.
0: Material for them, so oh okay, yeah,
2: and then regular okay. underwear.
0: Because I was rocking merino, and yeah, that stuff you can go, you can get pretty feral. Yeah, before oh, yeah. before that stuff needs to be changed. Yep. yep.
2: dude, my entire uh roll top dry bag though also just got demolished when Yours we when I got home. I pulled out those the puffy warm stuff. It was like wet noodles. Years must what? have been the dry Your bag dry on the, the bottom. My roll top dry bag. It didn't stay waterproof. It Mm. was soaked through and through. Like there was so much water in all of my clothing
0: too. Like it's like that would have been a game changer. Yours must have been the one on the bottom. Yeah, it must have been pretty. Because I looked at that one at one point, and I remember thinking to myself, (laughs) because the boat and the boat, the water in the boat was up to our ankles. And that bag was laying down, kind of the flat way, and it was almost fully submerged. And I just thought to myself, like, I think water's going to creep through that roll because you had like enough stuff in there that like you couldn't roll it and roll it and roll it and roll oh, it. Oh, so, it was like
2: three rolls or four rolls yeah, it before it was buckled. So it was not many. Yeah, yeah. gosh, I'm surprised it was that bag. wasn't enough. It, though. Yeah.
1: It,
3: it it was. Uh, yeah.
1: But it,
2: it got it got the royal soaking, and it's <laughs> like
3: that's a good takeaway. <laughs> that though. That is that yeah. really is it it, yeah, those uh those like. Airtight bags, though, the rugged, were... The big stones? Yeah, yeah the rugged, Dude, like, big rocks. stone bags were Those are incredible. incredible. Yep. Yeah,
0: we had all of our bows in them. Yeah. We had all, a lot of our, our camera gear. Those worked was good. The camera gear was literally sitting in a pool. Yeah. And it didn't yeah. get wet. So
2: those things, and I, and I had them double-bagged just in case. Wouldn't have needed those Ziplocs. Yeah. I yep. am totally yeah. sold on those bags. Those bags...
0: Rocked huge shout out to those guys because we contacted them and said hey are your is your stuff capable of handling this and I don't remember what the Mm. conversation was but they ended up wanting to be a part of this adventure so huge shout out to those guys it's R U G I D rugged they they make some good stuff
1: well and then compared to a standard roll top too like way easier access yeah definitely just zip
3: it open it's like a duffel bag yeah yeah, yeah. like made on steroids if you've got something at the bottom of your roll top
0: they float you're going to the bottom don't they they do yeah. Yeah, everything they floats. make them for AR-15s, they make them for bows, they yep. make them for just regular duffel bags. We they had, had a little
2: valve on the side, too, which was nice because if you kind of had it filled with air and you zipped it up and you were to press it, like, yeah. it held the air in there, too, so they were practically airtight. Yeah. And so the valve was kind of cool. nice where it's like, yeah, you fill it up with air so it floats, or if you really want to, like, Pack batten it, way it down, down, you yeah. can kind of put everything you need in and almost,
0: almost, like, vacuum seal the yeah. thing yep. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was a valve like you see on your Instant Pot or something. Yeah. Right, yep, yeah. Um, so those those were pretty excellent item what else did we bring that was just I'm trying to th- there was one that I thought of while we were just talking of just something that was just in gross excess but I don't
3: recall what it was we but had anyway. a ton of headlamps
0: we had seven headlamps I For think <laughs> uh, and a gigantic flashlight that was yes. courtesy of me that I thought we would need if we ended up boating in yeah uh, yep. black
1: I tell you what though okay let's say we missed Camp one, right? We don't see that spot.
3: Something weird.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think that was still a good thing to have. I do too. Yep. And the torch. You know, I'm also a firm believer in two headlamps per person, so I don't find that. I mean, okay, let's say you're in the woods and like your headlamp goes out. Maybe even do have extra Mm -hmm. batteries, right? You're like, oh, but if it's dark out, what are you going to need to put your batteries, extra batteries, in your original headlamp
0: or find your extra batteries? It's nice to
1: have an extra light.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I, here's one thing that I'm going to do next time. Mark, you went out very graciously to Costco and bought all of our snacks. hmm I know I'm going to just sound like a total pink in the air, but, like, I only in each bag got to, like, 25% of the snacks. They're the snacks you like on your hunting trips, but I hate almost all of them. So <laughs> We went over the list so, prior to I, I know. the
1: trip. I, hey, I here's there. what I'm thinking. I don't remember. Anybody have additions or subtractions?
0: I don't remember. Mark, I like the anyway, snack bags. I, I didn't like the snacks. I did too. But then we had a lot of just excess stuff <laughs> yeah. because I wasn't eating any of my snacks. All I was eating were the cliff bars and. Well, it's because we were too
3: busy you don't pushing like the boat. We also weren't even out there long <laughs> enough to eat all what <laughs> the What about the mango food? jerky? The
2: mango and the regular jerky. <laughs> I just didn't get
1: into it. <laughs> I didn't get into it. We, let's go over the food list for the day. Apples. Here, we so, had a
3: hundred sandwiches, like one hundred sandwiches. Yes, we had we did one sandwich 100. per had, person per day. Yes, there we, were so many. There, sandwiches. there were sixteen there sandwiches. 16 were sandwiches. So many.
0: Okay, I was a little skeptical on the sandwiches one? until <laughs> I tried. one. I didn't. I ate one. Okay, phenomenal. You could have only packed those, and I would have been fine. Okay, I think what it was is that like we packed so much, so much food. I don't think a human being needs that much food to function.
3: Definitely not.
0: Like we, like I mean, there were Pop Tarts, Twix bars, Snicker bars. There was nuts.
3: There was like Cliff bars. Heather's there was choice. Beef
0: jerky. There was. There was a lot of. Uh, there was enough dried food. Yes. Heather's choice or Mountain House for for one dinner per person per night. There was beef jerky. There was mango jerky. There was, I mean, everything. There was so much food, and I remember looking at that to myself and thinking, "If we're, if I'm gonna go on a river and be in this remote kind of hunt and camping and stuff, I don't think that the goal f- should be for me to actually feel full." <laughs> as
3: I'm, we going literally around. probably had fifty to seventy pounds of food. It was and that's a ton. probably not an exaggeration.
0: And Mark, I don't mean to come at you with this attack right now over your food choices, but um, <laughs> you are kind of known. For overpacking, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I just think that that may have been I all I needed were a Cliff Bar a day, my sardines, which are in a packet, which that's just a whole other conversation. How many of those did you eat, Jim? I didn't get them because I didn't know where they were. They were buried oh, under so all the other. So you didn't other even food. get the own food you brought. Yeah, they were buried <laughs> underneath all the other food. All I needed was a Cliff Bar, a pack of sardines, and uh, freeze-dried meal, a Mountain House. Yeah, almost, and that like would have been good for me.
2: Those, uh, those heathers. Choice or whatever they were. Delicious. Like, if I were to have done it differently, I would have just taken those four bags of snacks, and I would have left all the Heather's Choice at home, and I would have left all the sandwiches at home, and I would have just said, like, here's my snack bag, and if I want anything yep. else, it's whatever we're going to well, shoot. You could get eat. a
0: weird dark chocolate chili one. Yeah. I that's think true. you're but really had chili mac and beef. Even then, though, but, but
2: you're putting together, you're spending all this time, you put the heater down, you heat the water up, you pour it in, and then you have all this trash afterwards. Mm-hmm, and then you're burning what I your liked about this, you're holding the thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. We didn't have spoons, so now we're fashioning spoons out of duct tape and twigs, right? But at the end of the day, like, with all the snacks and stuff like that, it's like, oh, cool, here's a bag already taken care of, all the food is in all mm-hmm. the little compartments, so if I take one thing out, I'm not ruining the whole bag. And then all the trash that I had just went in one pocket. I yeah. just kept putting it all in. The, I had a trash pocket, and so I didn't even have to like deal with it. I just ate it, put it in the pocket, kept going, and I could divvy it up kind of like over the course of the day when I was hungry. Right. So I really liked that those snack bags existed, mm-hmm. and I mean after with the duck, he added the duck to the Pop Tart in the morning, and that was perfect. <laughs> it was yeah, like, yeah. I had a duck, a Pop Tart, and a Pop Tart, and a bag of uh, cashews, and it was like boom.
1: No, yep. I'm gonna keep defending myself here, Jim. There's a method to that bad madness, right? Mm-hmm. If you get some crazy long days, mm-hmm. like, let's say you do get a deer, and, heck, maybe you're tracking it all night. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're tracking it in the morning. Maybe you're going back the next morning. Like, I view the dehydrated meal at the end of the day as, like, a treat if there's time. Okay, yeah. So, like, in my daily ration of food, I want to know that I can for sure make it through the day and and maybe make it through a period of like high exertion where you're burning a lot of calories. Yeah. Without having that that, you know, warm meal, that quotation mark warm
0: meal at the end of the day. That's that's fair. I guess I just I don't know, maybe I just operate on less calories than you do cuz you wolf food on hunts. So now I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Everybody can see you if you watch on YouTube right now, look at Mark. He's not fat. He looks very nice. Very trim, trim fella. High metabolism, <laughs> high metabolism. Constantly but you do you wolf food.
3: All right, we let's next Weird. topic. Yeah. Next. What else? What else was there that like is worth mentioning? I mean, I don't know. When it comes down to gear,
0: I mean, we can probably move on from that in some regards. But I tell you what, the waiters were huge, though.
3: Oh yeah. Could not yep. have
0: even. Could not have done anything without waiters. Without those, the whole thing would have been dunzo. Yeah. Um. You'd have been wet. Yes. Very wet. Move on. Let's move on to day two now. Like, kind of get into that. Because after we shot this duck, we've described, then we set off. We had to load up the boat again, yep. which was just a colossal effort. And it Pulling was up the map like quick. playing Tetris with dry bags and all kinds of other random stuff. Then we set off. We go down. We wound up hitting a lot more rapids and things. We did have some more deeper portions where the motor was able to go in for brief periods of time and a couple times it hit some rocks. Um, we'll just. Yep rush by that like it didn't happen. Every time we put it in the water, it eventually hit rocks, <laughs> Um, But yeah, as Hashtag we...
1: Hashtag need a new prop.
0: <laughs> as we motored along, though, we got hung up on many more rocks, had to be jumping out. One thing that we didn't discuss with DJ that I um, I think probably anybody who has done this kind of thing before would be cognizant of this, but this is kind of a safety thing, like potential bad hazard so we had to get out a lot to push this boat. And mm-hmm. most of the time, we're getting out in rapids. So the river is rushing by you. And most of the rocks are very slick and slippery. Most of the rocks, like you'll have a section where you get out of the boat and you're almost, the water level is basically not even as high as your ankles. But then as soon as you step off a rock, you think the top of the rock is the bottom of the river. And then you step off the rock and all of a sudden you're in, you're in water waist deep. Right. Boom, just like that. And um, many, many times that happened. We're trying to push this gigantic boat along, and you have two people on one side, two people on the other side. We're pushing it along. The boat has a lot of weight and mass to it. The river has a lot of force to it. Eric and I were discussing this, just how strong water is, and just when you think about hydraulics and currents and all that stuff. Water is strong, and if you have a big floating thing on top of it, the big floating thing is being dictated to by the water and then you have two other people on the other side so there there are times where well and
1: depending on which way the boat is hung up
0: you have to push oh, yeah. it
1: one way or the other yep. which is generally
0: towards, towards the other people. exactly so and you're down you're hung yep. up on a rock and the front of the boat is is stuck on a rock so the two people on the left side of the boat whatever port starboard who cares the two people on the left side of the boat are over there and they're saying you know well we can't go port. to this we can't go this way because if we go that way, you know, there's another rock, so we got to push it your way. And so you're kind of thinking, like, it takes a while to register that, but they're already pushing. We figured out our communication skills a little bit better later on, where it was like, okay, I'm going to push now. But the first few times, it was like, no, we need to go that way. And then the people would start pushing. And if you were on the receiving end, there's a large boat headed towards you. And a couple times, I almost got sucked under the boat.
3: Yeah. And I right. think that
0: happened to a few of us. It wasn't just oh, me. Yeah. Yep. But, like, you're going along, and then all of a sudden, you slip on a rock, or you... You're up really high, and then you step off a rock into a hole, and boom, you go down. And then the boat's coming at you, and you're like trying to scurry out while also not getting water to rush in over your waders, and like that could be super dangerous, getting trapped underneath a boat in rushing water because then the other people are trying to, you know, they have to realize that it's happened, try and get the boat off you. The other thing was too is being that there's all those holes. There were a couple times where I thought, like, I thought you, I thought you broke your ankle at one point, yep, because. The boat was being pushed. That's a lot of mass pulling you one way, and then your foot went down Slipped in a hole, and it got yep. stuck in some rocks, and the boat kept going, and you were still holding on to it because I don't think you'd realize what happened yet, mm-hmm. and it pulled you, and I remember hearing you yell, and I was like, broken ankle. Like, yeah. we're going to have to splint that. We might have to use this kit, the DJ. Yep. Oh, that's you know. why you were getting so excited. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Eric, are you okay? Please don't be. No, i um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, I, I did think. We're going to have to yeah. put him down. And oh, wait. Nope, he's okay. He's yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, <laughs> maybe it'll happen again. But
3: anyway. <laughs> and that- I know you even said the same thing. There was one point you said that you, you got your ankle stuck in between.
2: Oh, rounds. yeah. I, I was because I was in the front of the boat, yep. right, filming backwards at
3: you three. So yeah. every
2: time, or most of the time, whenever we get stuck. I get out. I all the boats wait and three people's wait is ahead, ahead of you. me, <laughs> and I'm in the, in the back. And so there was one time, and it was I think it was day two when we were going down that one particularly yeah. nasty section where oh, we
3: it were. Was, it, w- it didn't end, it and, just, it w- yeah. and it was like
2: there's f- six rocks, and we're like trying to. It's like kind of getting. Uh, pinballed between these rocks and on like two hundred yards long. Yeah, like. yeah. And then and we're pulling this boat through. And there was one time I took a because I I it was coming towards me or something. I took a step backwards and there was like three rocks and then this perfectly like foot shaped hole and my foot just went shunk yeah. like <laughs> right in it. And I was <laughs> like, whoa, that that's jammed in there. Like I really like oh, all the my boat's own, coming at. you. And, and then yeah, that I look up and then the boat is still coming. And I, I'm like holding my hands. And I'm like. I think he's just gonna like slowly tear my foot right off as it goes by. <laughs> I was just I had resigned myself for probably about a good second. And I'm like, there it goes. Yeah. There it goes. <laughs> Save. I've never broken an ankle before. Yeah.
0: This will be interesting. Say good night. Well, luckily uh. you were wearing those waders, so they would have, you know, captured the foot and we could have maybe
3: <laughs> saved it. Yeah. Uh, the other crazy thing, like, like it's easy to think like, oh, it's just chest high water. Worst case scenario, you just stand up. You know, like yeah. not really, because it's like a washing machine. Like, you might not be able to orient, like, which way is up. Yeah. Even though it's super shallow water and, like, this, the logical side, like, you know, it's easy to sit here from a distance and say, oh, if anything would happen, you can just stand up. Well, in that moment, your mind is not going to process stuff that fast. Every time I got out,
0: it took a minute. I'd, I'd hold onto the boat and wait until my feet touched the ground, and then I would determine, like, that was a solid place, not sandy. Yeah. And also, like, I'd do a little skid test to see how slippery it was. Because I mean, if you just jumped out, it was like you'd slip on a rock and you'd crack your head. Yeah. Which you morons weren't wearing a helmet. I was the only one with my <laughs> with my rollerblade helmet on. I'd
1: say the one, one smart thing, and you guys are right about that bottom. I mean, that bottom was, I mean, it was pretty, I mean, it was, it was sketchy. Lots mm-hmm. of places. I think we all got our foot hung up at yeah. least at one point in time where you had to dislodge it. But I'd say yeah. the one smart thing that we did do is if we were in the boat or out of the boat, you know, like walking the boat, we all did have... Um, life jackets on. yeah yeah which make, of the for, time.
0: which make for phenomenal people handles grab handles yeah, yeah. so all of a sudden because there was there was at least i could count it probably on i'd have to use both hands to count the amount of times but where it was like the river is going from one foot deep to six feet deep so right. you're going to be in over your waders yeah. and the boat is coming at you yep. it was like get in the boat now and we just whoop, yep. you'd grab somebody and just yep. pull them in you wouldn't have yep. the
1: leverage to jump Back in, like, you know, right, when exactly, it was two foot, three foot, you just pop right in. But yeah, yeah when you get deep like that, you yeah. got you without
0: know. a life jacket. I mean,
3: those waiters are slippery. You're not grabbing onto a waiter. You know, did um, we even talk about like the whole optical illusion thing? That like, I was waiting for somebody to bring that up with the with the rapids. Yeah, that was, like, what was on you my would, mind too. I don't know if you guys felt this at all, but Explain. like, if you're if you're walking with the boat and kind of like maintaining with the water and not really feeling the bottom you feel like you're just kind of stationary but then all of a sudden your foot hits and like you're mo- you're cruising like you're going super fast oh yeah and then like even when we were walking across to try to go to the landing before we took like went to our like ev- eventual takeout we're walking across there and like i probably looked like a crazy person just like standing there but it's like you're trying to process like it literally makes you feel like the 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 floor, which is the river, is moving under, underneath yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to even figure out, like, how to walk because it's, like, tricking you, essentially.
1: I mean, really, I was just using the, the boat as support and almost, like, just kind of, like, walking by Braille, like, f- taking very, lo- like, almost, like, feeling the rocks as, yeah. you know, like, because all of a sudden you'd be in, you know, f- maybe three feet of water, and then all of a sudden you might be in six S- inches six of water. Inches, yeah. You know, yeah. and you're just kind of, like, moving, almost keeping your legs loose,
3: Right. Just right. kinda
1: go up and down as as yep. the bottom changes. And it's yep. easier
3: when you're hanging on to the boat, but when you're doing it like that when we walked across the river, like oh. that's hard yep. as heck. Yep. You can't you have nothing to hang on to and you really don't know what is going on? Oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. When we crossed without the boat. Yep.
2: There was a couple times where it's was like, I walk out and I've got a camera in my hands too yeah. to go get a shot because I want to be away from the boat a little bit. And so it's kind of like that ad where it's like, don't fall in because you don't want the water to go down on your waders and you're holding on to $6,000
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> in your hands
2: that is oh, not yeah. waterproof. Oh, yeah. So Jimmy and I, a couple times, we would do the fireman bucket thing where I'd give it to like him. He'd stand there stationary with solid footing and I'd like feel my <laughs> way out <laughs> just within hand's reach pass the camera
0: and then I'd stand stationary yep. while well, he did the same thing and we'd walk the camera I am handing you the camera are you receiving the camera <laughs> yeah. Yes I am receiving the camera I am letting go of the camera do you confirm Yes I confirm <laughs> Yeah <laughs> please let go
1: No that's I mean that's that's really good communication though yeah. Mean, yeah. in any scenario like yeah. it's those are good questions to ask Yeah definitely Oh man,
0: it it was And wild also though. if you
1: went downstream it'd probably been a while before we'd get you because um the boat was likely hung up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It was wild. But I tell you what, when we hit the rapids just right and we all like steered just right and you didn't get hung up on a rock, man, that was fun. Speaking Holy of smokes is yeah. that fun. Yep. Yep.
1: Speaking of communication, and I can see I've never done any like real whitewater rafting, and, and this I wouldn't say like I said, we're not we weren't in like but those that was a part that I did enjoy was the communi- communication and when it was going good and you'd hit like a shoot right and you'd actually make it through it? Yeah, oh, yeah, you, you, it you, awesome. yeah, you
0: wouldn't hit anything, it's just whoosh, that was cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's, you know, you got to go to the left, you know, like start paddling yeah. and then hard Boom. right, hard right, paddle hard, paddle, yep. you know, like I, that was yeah. cool, yeah. A couple of times too, when we hit with the uh big inflatable like sides, when we'd hit a rock and you'd just go tilt a whirl and just all of a sudden be going backwards down the rap, that was pretty fun too, I yeah. Love mm-hmm. it.
3: yeah, yeah,
0: um. <laughs> But the hunting can we can we real quick explain what our plan was to go hunting on that second day? Because yeah. first thing that we were going to be looking for was some backwater sloughs. I yep. heard that I heard mm-hmm. that phrase many times because the idea was we were on this larger river right. or big open river. Again, like we said, many sections of it aren't yep. very deep, but it's just a big open river,
1: pretty fast moving in general. Yeah, and yeah.
0: you guys were saying in general most waterfowl. Or, I guess the ones that you're looking at, like ducks, especially like the smaller waterways, because they're not big, wide open. They're not out. Still,
3: like if they're on that river, they're, you know, combating the current. But if Mm -hmm. they're away, tucked away in those sloughs, there really isn't any current for them. They're not used to people bothering them. Probably have a little bit more food back there, too, because it's a little shallower. So, Mm -hmm. like, there's more. Like, growth, growing, like, underneath, like, like weeds and stuff like that. Acorn trees, probably yep. likely nearby. Yep.
1: Or oaks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the plan for that second day, especially after waking up that morning and seeing, like, that there were definitely ducks in the area. hmm So, the, the plan was to go about, I think, like, six miles or something like that. <laughs> or six to eight miles and, and we were gonna stop at one of those sloughs and like go, you know, there's which there a, was there was a camp, a camp spot, yeah. yeah right fairly close river. by. Yep. And we were gonna essentially like walk in there and see if we could jump shoot some woodies. And I think that would have been a good plan if we would have made it there. Yeah. You know. But right. obviously,
0: and then at that spot too, we determined it wouldn't be a bad place to be for the next morning because the temperature was going to drop that night, yep. and we were going to get some rain. And we were thinking that the next morning might prove potentially good for deer hunting. You yeah, hiked up there and, and
1: found some places to try. Yeah, you know, hunt deer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. When you think about those waters, though, I mean, think think if you're a duck trying to feed on that river, you know what I mean? Like you're getting you're, pushed you're, all you're over, getting pushed all around, where you can just like kind of loaf around, hang out, mm-hmm. eat, yep. chill. Yeah.
3: do yourself
0: mm-hmm. nap eat more yep just live that duck life do
3: duck things you know the
0: one thing I, <laughs> the one thing i got to say like as i'm mentioning the fact that we were thinking of going from you know hunting ducks to then hunting deer the next morning and then when i was thinking about the fact that even though we didn't catch anything when we went to that first camp spot i mean you threw your got your rod out and just started fishing a little bit off the bank like that idea has a lot of romanticism to it or mm-hmm. maybe oh, the, yeah. i don't know if that's the right term but the idea of just kind of being in the middle of nowhere we looked around you wouldn't see any people nobody else yep. was around like not much pressure that was in in that area of the state you mm-hmm. know just when you go up north wisconsin it's so vast and sort of just wild mm-hmm. and um we actually even pointed out the fact that when you go in like northern wisconsin many places in many cases looks kind of like alaska mm-hmm. yeah and oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people describe that as just wild mm-hmm. and so but being out there and being able to kind of be like, oh, we can go shoot ducks. We could shoot geese if they came by. We could go fishing. We could hunt deer. We could shoot a squirrel, you know. Mm-hmm. It has that, like, that Paul Bunyan, that kind of, uh, oh, who's the guy with the coonskin cap, you know. Oh, Daniel Boone. Yeah, Daniel Boone kind of feel to it. Paul Bunyan was a logger. I mean, whatever. <laughs> you don't think he hunted? he got blue ox, babe.
1: Babe. He probably hunted. He wore a flannel.
0: Yeah. If Paul Bunyan didn't hunt, I give up. Comment below if you know if Paul Bunyan. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody friends of Paul? Um, but it d- it does kind of have this like this romantic kind of quality about it. Where oh, absolutely. To think yeah. about you know, let's say we went out and we were we were hunting for woodies, or we trying to jump shoot, shoot some woodies. Ah, oh, it didn't work. We're gonna head back to the camp. Yep. The idea that the hunting still, or just the the gathering food or whatever, is still might not be over where like never so-and-so is going to make a fire so-and-so is going to be working on the that you know whatchamacallit i'm going to get my rod out and start casting a little bit it never turns off yes exactly from the moment you wake up literally we woke up walked out of the tent had our shotguns on the bank of that river boom we were hunting yeah and then all the way until it's pitch black out it was almost pitch black out, and I pulled out my bow and had my judo points on it and was just shooting at, yeah. you know, like grass. You know, I'd be like, yeah, yep. that leaf, you know, and just you could kind of do whatever right. you want out there. You know what I mean? It was just sort right. like of all the way until it got dark. Yep. And then you just hit the hay and wake up and do it again, yeah. all over again.
1: I mean, yeah, it's like to our earlier point, do I think we tried to do too many things? Yeah. Did we? Was the boat loaded with a ton of gear? Probably too much gear. Yeah. Yeah. But also, had we had the four days to actually execute, I don't. The initial plan, what like if you are gonna go hunt deer and your goal is to try and get a big buck or a buck, and you are just like, "Yep, that's what matters to me, getting a deer." Not then, for you. Then don't bring the shotgun. Yeah. Don't yeah. bring
0: the fishing poles. Don't bring that.
1: Yeah. But I think like we were all okay, like not getting a deer.
0: Like, like yeah, let's the hunt deer. goal was hunting. When, when you shot two geese. Yeah, we stroll we stroll up in the boat, come around a corner. There's geese just kind of floating out there, hanging out. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, they were kind of like, "Oh my gosh, why is a battleship in my river?" And then just, wah, wah, yeah, and they took off and flew right at us, and boom, boom, stoked. Yeah, exactly. Same look
3: in their eye as the people that we saw. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, yep. I haven't seen anything like this before. Yep, yep. But but that's the cool thing yeah. about it is like. You get the excitement in little things like that. You're you're not going out there like like you said. You're not seeking a specific age class of an animal. You're out there for an experience. Yeah. And whatever that experience is, you really don't know because you don't know what's around the next bend of the river. Right. Know? True. So
1: I mean, it really was. We were seeking the adventure and the unknown as much as the game we were after. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I guarantee, we could have gone to some waterfowl spot that any of us know, thrown out a bunch of decoys, exactly. had it dialed. Kill more, more ducks, ducks. And Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. But it
1: didn't have the same allure, now, which would still be super fun. If you want to do that tomorrow, by
0: the way, I'm in. Yeah. But it's just different. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's And it's also never gotten old to me, too, as you're floating down a river or walking in the woods or wilderness or wherever, and, you know, you're listening and you hear a noise and somebody's like, oh, there's a squirrel. You know, like you guys are yeah. really good at that, but it'll be like as you walk along, you kind of hear that, like, or whatever that wood ducks make. And then all of a sudden, somebody's like, oh, get down, get down, get down, there's wood ducks. Or you hear something else off in the distance, it's like, I wonder what that was. Ordinarily, if you're walking around, just kind of going to and from work or, you know, going to the grocery store, you hear birds, or you're kind of like, whatever, it's just background noise. But when you're out there, you're kind of like, you know, that was a squirrel, or, oh, look, that was a coyote. I think we heard some howling, you know, the first Mm -hmm, night. Uh, Maybe a wolf, who knows. Yeah,
3: Uh, But...
0: Uh, That's for, always been pretty, or you, or you're going along. You're like, oh, that looks like a deer trail back down to the river. Yeah,
3: your senses are way more heightened when yeah. you're out there in a thing, in a in a like situation like that than they are obviously in your mundane like work oh, absolutely. week. Absolutely, and I think even more so than if like you're doing your same like, okay, this is how I always hunt. Like, let's say you got your spot that you go to every time. You're you're. Senses aren't as heightened then as they would be if you're just constantly in this new area, right? Yeah, you know? right. So, I mean, every- which is almost like at the end of the day, like that first day, we went, we were in bed at eight o'clock because I think we were all like mentally exhausted, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I think also, well, and also
1: what- it's dark at 7 30, yeah. yeah,
3: from what I've gathered,
0: and I'm not a meditation expert, mm-hmm. but meditating seems to be like pure focus on mm-hmm. something and when you're out there kind of all alone or just with a few other people all with the same purpose and your heightened focus is on finding ducks you know every single bird that mm-hmm. would fly out and you use a little tweety bird or something like that it was like what's yeah. that you know yeah and then all of a sudden you'd see a duck just like duck, 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 or yep Whatever well, all it was, of a sudden
1: everything everything has more meaning. Yeah, it, you're just yep.
0: hyper focused on something. I feel like it has some sort of meditative qualities. Sure, like yeah. you just you just kind of even though it is kind of mentally exhausting by the end of the day, like you said, it's yep. also sort of I don't know. It's just freeing. It's cool. yeah, yep, it's definitely. A lot of fun. I mean, every twig
1: snap, every flash of movement, yeah. every you know that bird, bird that flies deer, by, you hear a bird, whatever. Like every bend in the river, like. Everything yeah. holds more
0: meaning and more promise than right. if you're just like going through your daily life. Yep. We heard a deer do what? At blow us? at us! Blow yeah. at us! Yeah, yeah I don't even morning. know how you guys knew that that was a deer. I just heard like a noise, and then all of a sudden someone was like, "You hear that deer blow at us?" Yeah, like, crazy. Like it yep. just smelled us or something, and then just oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm getting definitely.
3: Out. Mm-hmm. It's it's, pretty wild. Yeah, it's it's super cool. Definitely a unique experience. Like you're you're not gonna get that doing just your normal like like kind of hunting. And that was the point. Yeah. Picked a weekend where literally everything was in season. I think that was part of the reason why we brought, like, literally brought the kitchen sink. But oh, we did. You're not going to get that experience if you're focusing on one thing. Yep. So,
0: if we did this again, what kind of boat would you would you get?
1: Some sort of inflatable. Yeah. And I guess it'd either be, I'd say, you do individual pack rafts or similar that maybe hold two people. Yeah, but there's some something there's some that, like cool doesn't draft stuff from water. Something that drafts very little water, mm-hmm. even if you do have it under like a fairly extreme load. Even though I'd bring a lot less gear next time, I think I would pare it down to like picking two things that I want to yeah. do. Perhaps yeah. Yeah. I don't think you yeah. bring the bows. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, there's some cool stuff from Pristine Ventures. Those guys have some rad inflatable boats.
0: Those are pretty cool. We were checking those yeah. out. Yeah, Alpaca Raft has some cool stuff too. Yeah. Something that's designed to take on, yeah, one of those, what was it, the Pristine Ventures you said? They made a raft Mm -hmm. that was, like, designed to take on barnacles and stuff like, I mean... Yeah, they've got the PR-49, which is, I think, about a
1: 15-pound pack raft, mm. Um, but you can load that sucker down. And then, yeah, I think they recently updated the bottom to be a little bit more durable, which is, I definitely would go with that. Yeah, I mean, if you're taking
0: on those kinds of things that they were talking about, I mean some of the rocks we ran into and plus if you're just in a smaller like single craft or something like that you may be able to turn a little bit better we had a little bit and probably because of our weight distribution right. and the amount of weight that we had we had all of our gear in one lump in the middle of the boat which i could tell made steering very difficult and it also that was like a uh, uh i don't know if pendulum is not the right word that was the fulcrum from which all of our turning happened so all of our turning was just spinning Mm, yeah. instead of having an even weight distribution, which then kind of evens out evens out right how the boat is sunk into the water and everything, we hit it all in one spot. So if you try to turn, all the turning happened around that because sure. that didn't really want to mm-hmm. move.
1: It was just difficult because it needed room for the people to, to be in the, the boat. Yeah, and... exactly.
0: I don't know. I still had a heck of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely. It was an adventure. Yep. It is super cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and to our credit... We started looking at like a Craft boats. We got at least close enough where we made it. Still, seven of the twenty-five miles, twenty-one point two five total miles was our original. an a Craft boat, wouldn't have even made it. Five wouldn't have, feet. You, oh, wouldn't, you wouldn't feet. even got to that first. I don't think it wouldn't have gotten. Well, you wouldn't have, the, have w- launched it. It wouldn't have yeah. gotten in the water. Yeah. There was no
0: way they didn't have traditional boat landings. Yep. yep. Nate, you were pretty nervous about this one. At least, you're, at least visually, you look nervous about this one going into it. How did it go? How do you feel?
2: Well, I mean, I feel like I kind of, I lucked out. We only were there two of the five days. And then <laughs> didn't have to shit in the woods, and I got all the footage that yep. I needed. So uh, that was, I think, probably the part that uh, I was looking forward to the least. Because that's not something that I've done before. And, like, even with everything, I was, like, mentally preparing myself to just be I three. I love that.
3: I love pooping in the woods. That's another <laughs> podcast. Yeah, but. You
2: wiped your ass with a sock. Like,
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's not surprising. <laughs> Did you
0: do that while we were on this trip? <laughs> no. No, I couldn't. Because oh, I touched, like, one or two of your socks. <laughs> oh, no, they're fine. Oh,
3: okay. Those were good Oh, my socks. gosh,
1: dude. That reminds me. So when I was elk hunting, I'm sidetracking, but when I was elk hunting last week, one of the guys, I was with super awesome, funny guy, we're in camp, and he goes, if you find a Kuyu Merino face mask up on the hill... Do not pick it up.
3: <laughs> oh, he, uh, man. Uh, he had to
1: sacrifice some equipment, yeah, for the cause. Yep.
0: That's brutal, yep. man. We did have toilet paper. You don't want to go did. around without wiping, though. It's it gets itchy, uh, dangerous. Yeah, uh, it's actually yeah, that's not. It's good very fun. uncomfortable. Anyway, but okay. So otherwise, it went pretty well. Not your last but call? I mean, otherwise, it was
2: fun. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, it's a ton of fun. I love camping. I mean, I as you all know. I mean, I'm not a hunter by any stretch of the imagination, but. Um, a lot of, when I go out yet. in nature with my camera, yet, <laughs> but I mean, I go out in nature and I do shoot things, it's just with a camera, right? Mm-hmm. I love doing nature photography and stuff like that and it employs a lot of the same mm-hmm. concepts as hunting. It's mm-hmm. the patience and it's the tranquility and it's the, the, the experience of the unknown and like the Lewis and Clark element to this, I think it sounds mm-hmm. like was unique to this kind of thing where people go to their same spot year after year and little changes. You know the area. Mm-hmm. You know where the deer is most likely to be and all that kind of stuff, and this was the opposite of that. Mm. I mean, like, we were... There were some nice moments on the boat where we were just kind of cruising. I mean, you were half asleep at one point yeah, just yep. laying there, like... Oh, there yeah, was, Eric did fall asleep a couple times. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. he got a crap night's sleep the night before, yep. so he was making up <laughs> for it while things were dying down, and then you had that ginormous tree that had fallen, and it created that... You called it the... uh Oh my gosh! It looked like what the portal it? into
0: Stranger Things. Yeah, the Stranger Things yeah. portal. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> it that was a root, huge tree. In... Yeah, oh, yeah. It was beautiful. It and looked so... like it would eat you up. It also looked like when Sigourney Weaver is like trying to fight away to get ins- from it going inside the alien in the movie Alien. Mm-hmm. It looked like th- it looked like when the alien opens up and it's about oh. to eat people. That's sure. what that tree looked like. Yep. It's insane. Yeah.
2: So all in all, I mean, it was a wild experience, and it was like if we could have gotten. One more day out of it, that probably would have been Perfect. <laughs> ideal. It would have been yeah. like cool to yeah. see more. But uh, yep. I feel like w- we really hurricaned our way through the thing. And God, I mean, we had a 21-hour <laughs> That's a day. day. <laughs> kind of just spin around <laughs> a lot.
0: Um,
2: and, you know, we got home at 3 a.m., and I slept all day yesterday. Like, I got up, made breakfast, went back to bed, woke up, and it was 6.30 in the evening. <laughs> got up, had dinner. Went back to bed and now I'm here. I did very little
0: yesterday. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. Yep. I felt very similar. That yep. sounds
1: glorious. My little angels had me up at about six. I did take down a monster about two p.m. because I was going to, going it. to bed at. I think I got to bed closer to two actually,
0: but yeah, getting up you know yeah. two to six wasn't wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Something you something you said reminded me of. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my last call. The quintessential car reference because I got to end on that. Uh, something used to remind me of a thing that they say about rally driving, though. So, you know, there's road racing, which you go on a track, and you race the track over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over, many laps. And then there's rally racing, where you essentially have stages, and you go from one point to another, and then you'll caravan over to the next rally stage, and you'll go from one point to another. So they say that in, and I'm probably going to screw this up now on the spot, but in road racing, you take the same turn a 1,000 times. In rally driving, you take a 1,000 turns one time. Hmm. So... Like Nate was saying, this was the kind of hunting where you see a thousand spots one time. You don't see one spot a thousand times, and that was pretty neat. Floating along, we'd see some of these campgrounds, and we'd think to ourselves, you know, like that looks like a super cool place to camp. We'd be going by because we we our mission was to go somewhere else. In fact, we weren't even in the right county to hunt for our doe tags yet, you know. But like that looks like a super cool spot, you know. Or you'd float along and. You wouldn't be seeing any waterfowl, and yep. then you would float along a little bit further, and there's three geese, and yep. then you'd float along a little bit further, and there's ducks flying everywhere, but a bald eagle is flying all over the place and yeah. scaring them off, you yep. know? And then, I mean, we just saw a thousand things one time, yeah. which I yep. thought was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. So. Definitely. There's my last call.
1: Man, My here's here's my last call. Uh, the outboard's pretty dinged up. <laughs> the boat is not watertight. No. We knocked a few things down, had an absolute blast. It will not be the last time I see that river.
0: Mm -hmm. I'll just see it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right, Nate, you kicked us off on last calls. Eric, clean it up. Yeah, you're the closer. Man. That's why we call you the finisher.
3: Yeah, yeah. Jeez. (laughs) it's big shoes to fill. Um... I don't know. I mean, like the cool thing is with hunting is it's about experiences, right? Like there's a million different things you can do and there's no really right or wrong way to do it. So like if your hunting season is super long, we're here at the end of September going into October right now, still have a long, like three months here ahead of us. If you're looking for something cool to do that like breaks up your hunting season, just like do something different, do something you've never done before and try some uncharted waters, like no pun intended. Uh, Probably want to Learn from a few of our mistakes, but yeah. I think the general idea and the general concept of what we did was a pretty, pretty sweet way to spend a weekend. So definitely would be something that I'd recommend. Yeah. Oh, Nate, since you're the one putting all the blood, sweat, and tears
0: into it, uh, plug the video.
2: Yeah. Coming up. Uh, so we're gonna get in. There's gonna be a wonderful thousand-yard stare. Uh, of Mark Boardman as he mentally prepares himself to end the life of the duck we had for <laughs> breakfast. So <laughs> watch out for that because that. I guarantee you the close up of Mark will be in that shot because it's it's freaking amazing. The kill, yeah. <laughs> the kill switch was engaged. The kill switch and get you can see the moment r- where it flips on. Yeah, it's just he becomes a different person. So. Also,
0: I think Nate maybe has a different perspective of how uh, pr- pro he thinks we are at basically anything. Oh yeah. He saw, he, you saw us. You saw us at our worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, That's a good way to put it. Uh, we're still made a tasty breakfast. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were trying to be uh, hashtag relatable. In fact, we might have tried so hard that we became unrelatably idiotic looking. Yep. Um, so. Yes.
3: Anyone can literally do this. Yeah. Okay, quite. Quite literally, <laughs>
0: you'll see. So probably a um, lot better. Yeah.
3: Watch along. Listen along. Let
0: us know if you think anything of, about this was hashtag relatable. Um. And uh, yeah. Golly, we're putting a pin in another pod venture, just like the last one. It's kind of that I just mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a sad feeling. You in my know chest. what though, Jim? It's just time to go boat shopping. <laughs> well, we have another pod adventure before we do anything else in boats that we gotta do. Fair enough. And uh this next pod adventure I am particularly interested in. So Yep. All right. Look forward to that, everybody. Thank you. We'd love to hear suggestions for future pod ventures. Thank you, everybody. Happy hunting and shooting. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.